where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Ferrario and Tanner Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kylie. The Cardinals might not be playing, but the Blues damn sure are. And they're a Stanley Cup contender. And right now we are talking to the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber here on 101 ESPN, joining us via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Kerbs, tonight's a big one. Blues versus the Rangers in New York. Pavel Buchnevich making his return to New York. How you doing today, my friend? Man, I'm doing good. Um, I'm, I'm bummed for baseball, but I'm happy that we still got some Blues hockey right now. And looking forward to it. And I, and I tell you, listen, guys, having, you know, having, you know, worked and been impacted like we were through the 04, 05 lockout when, when the NHL lost an entire season and then another half season in the 12, 13 season, I, I, I feel for all the employees and, and, and the fans and the, the people working at the stadiums and stuff like this, because it's, they're the ones that are just going to have to kind of sit and wait until things get done. But, um, but we got some support for them. We've been through it, so we know what it's like, and hopefully it won't last long. Yeah, fingers crossed. But we do have Blues hockey to talk about, and that's going to carry us through for the time being, Curbs. And I wanted to ask you about Pavel Buchnevich, who's making his return to New York tonight. I, I mentioned this earlier today, Curbs. He's on pace right now for 30 goals and a plus 32 rating on the ice. I know plus minus can be a flawed stat, but when you're that good, it, it tends to indicate you're a pretty damn good player. The only Blues in the last 30 years to reach those thresholds of 30 goals in a plus 30 rating in one individual season. It's David Backus in 2010. Did you see this coming from him? Because I, I, I will just speak for myself. I, I didn't know he had this much capability. Yeah, I, you know what? Actually, he, I think we might have even done a show earlier this year with you guys, or it was one of the shows where we talked about him really because of the team he was coming to, having a tremendously good breakout season from where he had been before. And, you know, I was talking to a couple of guys, uh, part, part of the Rangers media this morning at the morning skate. And, and they were saying the same things. Like some people in New York saying, wow, we didn't see this coming from him. And they're going, well, why wouldn't you? He, he was a, you know, a top six player. He wasn't getting power play time. He was a solid two way player with penalty killing on a team that was still in transition and not really good enough and ready to run. So he comes to a team and plays with the quality of players and the proven players that you've got with the Blues in a really good structured system and uh, and, and then get the power play time, and, and it's been really good for him. So he's excited to play back here in New York, as he should be. And he's Not not only was Shesterkin, the, the Rangers goaltender, a teammate of his here, but he was also a teammate of his in uh, in the KHL. So he's excited to try and score on him. 
and and it should be a pretty fun game for him. And you know, it's funny because some of the Rangers, some of the Rangers folks are like, man, we still don't know why we traded him. We have we had the cap room for him, but they looked at it and they said they eventually they saw a couple years down the road with the growth of some of their other young players, they they saw. Pavel's contract potentially being a problem, which is why they went ahead and made a move for what they felt was really more of a need that they had. And that was the kind of that bottom six winger that can hit a little bit. And that's what they got in Sammy Blay. Unfortunately, Sammy's been hurt for quite a while. Hey, Curbs, we were, um, we were talking about this on post game the other night, just about the standings in the West and kind of how things are playing out right now. And your curves on ice segment and pregame in the last game was talking about the games in hand. In your opinion, what's the biggest difference between the blues and the Colorado avalanche, that top echelon team? Well, I I think Colorado has just been more consistent. uh, And, and I think just as an entire team Uh, now, I think the blues, the way they were really injured and COVID and stuff through the first 30 plus games, that impacted where the St. Louis Blues are. You look at where the Blues are and what their record is, I think it's only like seven regulation losses in the last 32 games. They've, they've really been pouring it on since uh, since Thanksgiving. And I, I think because of that, and then, you know, the Blues were playing all those games. Colorado had some games canceled. They had some games postponed. They made those games up while the Blues were idle during the first part of that longer break. You know, and, and the Avalanche just went on a run and were able to, to take advantage of it. Flip side, for example, Minnesota with their games in hand, they've stumbled. And now, even with it, it'll be two games in hand after tonight, even if they, quote-unquote, won those games, which they haven't been doing, but if they did, they don't catch the Blues. And that's that's really, I think, been the biggest difference. I'm looking so forward towards getting towards the end of the year and just seeing how this Blues and Avalanche team collide and, and how heavy those games could be. It'd be something special. Curbs, we're into March. Can I ask you a trade deadline question? Yeah, let's do it! <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely, we can do this now. Okay, so we're into trade deadline season, and I'm so days. excited about talking about this for the next three weeks with our friend Chris Kerber, the voice Wednesday. of the Blues, guy. here on 101 ESPN. All right, girls, I, I've got three potential trade deadline acquisitions for the Blues. I want you right, to tell right. me which one, just stylistically. Forget about what they would have to give up for them. Just if we're talking about plopping that player into the top four defense for the Blues, how they would fit with Colton Pareko. Give me your your favorite out of Sherratt, Giordano, and Chikrin. Uh, Chikrin would be third on my list on that one. And I think I probably would tend to go with, with Ben Sherratt. I just like the physicality, the, um, the, the fact that he could really hone in. He's so good defensively that it gives Pareko even more room to move up the ice and challenge on the offensive side of things. Um, and and I like that one. So my order would be Sherratt, uh, Giordano, and then Chikrin. Okay, but I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw you a curveball. Please. Oh yeah, Justin Braun. Okay. <laughs> no, guys. Everybody. I know everybody's focused on defense, and what you're gonna see is an inflated market because there's a lot of other teams looking at defensemen, which is why I'm wondering when the first domino for one of these defensemen is going to fall, and, and I wonder about that because. Again, so many teams are up against the cap. They might have to get a third team in. So it's going to be an interesting one to see. I still see the St. Louis Blues, and we're going to see it tonight. We're going to see Dakota Joshua on that fourth line and Clem Costin not in the lineup. I think there's still, and I talked to Craig Berube. I asked him a question for the coaches show tonight about it. The identity of that fourth line and what he wants to see. He talked about energy. He talked about physicality. Guys, I'm telling you, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of 
a move to help fortify that fourth line for the St. Louis Blues in there too. So as we as we talk about defensive needs, because we know that that is where the biggest need probably is. Don't I wouldn't rule out something along that that a fourth line if a player like a Cal Clutterbuck or somebody was available. That'd be a pretty cheap deal though, right? Yeah, you would think. You know, it all depends. I mean, can can you find one? Is it is there two players from one team? It, it would be. Now you still have to do dollars in, dollars out, and how do you get that to work? You know, but but I think not only defensively, I think there's there's some upgrade ability there because I just don't think that they're happy with the all around consistency yet. And and you know, is Joshua are they ready? Is there enough experience? Well, we'll wait and find out. We still have, as you mentioned, what nineteen days to, to go before the trade deadline. But you know, all in all, I still think that they're looking for a little bit more somewhere on that line. Curbs, w- w- would you see a scenario rather than making a move for a fourth liner, maybe going after like the Claw Giroux and then pushing somebody down to the fourth line? Uh, yeah, I think that's possible, Alex. It's just for me, the, the price that you'd have to pay for somebody like a, a Claw Giroux, it is going to make you better. I just don't know that you need to pay that kind of a price for that player. Um, and, and just because of the way the Blues kind of are set with some young players still coming up to the organization, the steps that Cairo and Thomas have taken, uh, the, the way you made the trade and, and what you've been getting from Brandon Sod and Pavel Buchnevich, I just don't know that you actually have to pay that kind of price for that kind of player when I don't think you'll have to pay as much for another player to really just fit into the exact role you need. Yeah, I guess the argument would just be you improve two spots there, right? Because you probably drop Barbashev down to the fourth line. You put um, you put Giroux somewhere, I would assume, with Ryan O'Reilly. And now uh, you've improved your fourth line by getting Barbie down there. I know that means less ice time for him, and he's been great this year. But you improve basically two spots there by a pretty sizable margin by making that move, right? Right. No, yeah. And, yeah, and I, and I can see that argument, and I think it's a fair one. Uh, but, but I also look at it and think, you know, the chemistry and what you're getting, you're getting, are you good? Are, if you let's, let's just, let's play it out and say you put Claude Giroux sure. in there. Are you, are you that much better of a team that, that makes paying that price you're going to have to pay to get them worth it? And I just, I don't necessarily see it. I'm not, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be done. And I'm not saying that army would do that. Army's pretty sly with these things, <laughs> but I'm just, I just wonder if, if the cost is going to be worth it when you've got some other areas that I think you might want to put that cost towards. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yes, if, if somewhere you were to find somebody that slides into say your third line, which we all know could be a top line on any given night, depending on how the players are going, it no doubt would slide somebody like that down, like a Barbie down to your fourth line. And yeah, you are, it once again, just proves just how deep you really are. Curves, looking forward to the game tonight. I'm glad we've got at least one sport in action here in St. Louis. Pre-game coverage with Alex coming up at 5.30. Curves and Joey on the call for Blues versus Rangers tonight at 6.30 right here on 101 ESPN. We look forward to talking with you about more potential hypothetical scenarios for the trade deadline next week, Curves. Thanks so much. <laughs> hey, we're, we're in March. It's all good to go, and uh, hopefully this Blues team will keep us going right to the end of June.